You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. I would ask you this question before we move on. If you were here last week, did you carry in agape love with you this morning? We talked about it last week. Now, this is the first place you should encounter it, and this is the first place that people should encounter it in you besides the family that lives with you. Are those around you experiencing this agape love? This, it's the only love that we ourselves cannot create. We cannot orchestrate. I cannot summon up this love. It can only exist when I allow God to be fully God in me. The way I was created to be. God being God functionally in me. I was only made to be a vessel. And so I would ask you, just as a, a point of reference this morning, is, is He able to be that fully in you this morning? I want to read this, Matthew 10, 5-8. through 8. It says, Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. You receive without paying, now give without pay. We, the sons and daughters of God, need to encounter all of God that is in you first before all of God that is in you can be encountered by anybody else, right? If we're not encountering it in here, I'm pretty positive they won't encounter it out there. It's not like you can just, again, you can't summon it up. And this should be the most natural place for it to exist and for it to flow out of you, this agape love, that we may fully operate as one body outside of these walls, but first we've got to operate as one body within these walls. We've got to pursue love. First Corinthians 14.1, we have to pursue love first, and God is love. Amen? So you know that the Lord speaks to me, I mean, most of the time He speaks to me in just the very, He finds me in the very natural circumstance that, natural circumstances that I find myself in. If I'm listening to a song, if I'm having a conversation with somebody, or if I'm watching a movie, and Monday night was no different. I was watching one of my, one of my favorite movies. I've, I've seen it a, maybe a thousand times, as as, and as usual, I'm, it's, not a, it's, it's a real movie, and that's why I love it. It's a real movie with real relationships, real difficulties, real people portrayed in this. And so, as usual, I'm sitting there, and I'm walking all of these fictional characters through through deliverance. I'm walking, I'm counseling each and every one of them in my head. And this is what you need, this is what you struggle with, this is what you believe about yourself that is not of God. And as I'm, I'm walking through this, there's this character in it, and she is, and now this is, this is something that we see often. She had a horrible father, and because she had a horrible father, she's seeking for approval and favor and value in all of these horrible men, Right? And that's the pursuit of her life from the time that she's uh, an eight-year-old on. Trying to find value. Now, it starts with really horrible men. Then it starts with people that society would say are really, oh, that's a, that's a top-dollar person right there because they've got a good car, they've got a good job, they're very successful. Still a horrible person. But again, she's just pursuing this value. And a kid with just as much, just as many issues He's just as screwed up. He's walking through with just as much stuff. He talks to a, a teacher, and this is in a high school setting. He's talking to a teacher, and he just asks this question of why do people choose the wrong people to be with? 
And that has nothing really to do with this morning except for what the teacher says in response. And the teacher says, we receive the love that we believe we deserve. Now I want you to just stop and think about that for a second and how that personally reflects on you. We receive the love that we believe we deserve. It's this heartbreaking truth. But what does 1 John 4.8 tell us? Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Now this is where I'm getting into the point where Randy mentioned it in his Sunday school. If God is love and love being this thing that we are made for, but we are filtering love through a foundational belief about ourselves that is wrong, what will that make our relationship with God look like? What does that, what does that mean about our relationship with the Lord? It means that now that I'm filtering this love, if God is love, then now if I don't see love correctly, I cannot see God correctly. It's impossible. Because God is love. And those two are linked together. You cannot separate the two. And if God is love, and I believe that I am only worthy of this terrible, ridiculous, low standard of love, then what will my reflection be on who God is and who He is to me? It will be just as low. We have an incredible, and we see an incredible misunderstanding of God. And it's heartbreaking to see, but it all starts with this love. We, and because we receive this wrong love, we receive this wrong God. We believe in this wrong God, and we accept that He is, he is this God of anger and wrath. He is one of hate and distance. He is one who can't love us fully. For all that I have done. He's one that can't love them fully for all that they have done. Right? We say that. We see that in our society right now. <laughs> There's a lot of Christians that have taken a stance on what the other side, they're bad, bad, bad. And God can't love them the way He loves me because of the things they've done. That doesn't say something about them. That says something about the God you believe in and the love that you receive, that it, would, it is selective. And it is solely based around the things you do or do not do. The job that you have or do not have. That cannot be the God that we believe in. One who orchestrates tragedy. The question of why would God do this comes from a very misunderstood understanding of love to get you to that place that God would orchestrate an innocent kid driving home getting hit by a car and dying. Well, God had a plan for it. Nope. God is just as heartbroken. God had a plan for that young man's life. We, we know what happened recently to that family in post. That is not the God we serve that would orchestrate that. The God that we serve is the one that's right there next to that. Those parents weeping, he's just as broken because he had great and wonderful things for those two that were lost. That's the God, that's the reality of Him, but so many of us don't believe that, can't see that to be who He is because of our misunderstanding of love. So what love are you receiving today? What God did you walk in here to encounter today? We talked about this a little bit in or a lot of it in Sunday school, but the Lord just made it clear to me very, very quickly, if the, love, if the love of God is this river of life that flows from the throne room of God, what is one truth about a river? 
One truth that I'd never thought of, if you stand in that river, the water that's hitting you will never hit you again. I'm talking about those individual molecules that are hitting you, running into your feet, running through your toes, running over those rocks in the riverbed. That water doesn't just come back around. It's going to place. It's not returning. It's going one direction. That's the same with the love of God. So you could have received that agape last Sunday. You could have not carried it in here this Sunday. Because the love is always new and it's always fresh. So there's always a choice to stand in it or stand on the side and watch it. It's fresh and it's new for you each and every day. It's fresh and it's new for your neighbor each and every day. But what love are you receiving? What God did you walk in here to encounter? Because I'm here to tell you there is only one God that is here for you. Amen? There is only agape here for you. There can be nothing else because nothing else will do. I'm going to read a bunch of scripture. It's going to be up on the, on the screen, but we'll first start in something incredibly common and familiar. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Romans 5, 8. But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Zephaniah 3, 17. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by His love. 1 John 3, 1. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that the world did not know Him. 1 John 4, 19. We love because He first loved us. But we cannot love if we do not know that love that first loved us. Right? I don't want to love you with the broken understanding of love I used to have. Because it will not work. It will only cause division. It will only cause this orphan mentality in myself that compares myself to you, competes alongside you for who is God's favorite. Because that is not the love of agape that has been poured out on me. But until we receive that, we cannot love one another rightly. And if we cannot love one another rightly, again, just building off of last week, if we cannot love one another correctly, with the love that has correctly been poured out on us, see it correctly, we cannot hope to love those that are out there. Those that are not gathered in this room. If we cannot find it here. Right? Do you see what I'm saying? We can't love. We cannot do what God has called us to do, how God has called us to love, if you have not first yourself received it anew each and every day, this love that He has for you. Because in that receiving of that, you can see Him correctly. That is the God who is here for you. And He's here for you now. And this is the love waiting for you to receive it. 
to see yourself as one called worthy. As I was preparing this, and you know, I'd sat with it for it. Ha- I mean, it, the Lord gave it to me Monday night. He He spoke this word and started teaching me through this uh, Monday night. And as I'm sitting there all Monday and the rest of the week, and I I didn't sit up here and and start putting pen to paper till Saturday. And as I'm letting the Lord teach me this through the week, it became very clear that there were some that would come in here that were not believing who God had called them to be in the fullness. And it's not about, it's not about this specific thing that He calls you, but it's just, it came down to this one word, there are some that are coming in here who do not believe that they are worthy for the love that I truly have for them. And until they believe themselves as worthy of this love, they can't see me, this Father who loves them in fullness. And you cannot give away what you do not have. And so, that was, that was it. And I, I sat with the Lord all week, and He just he gave this very clear picture that there would be some in here, as we worship in this uh, whatever, whatever song Mia leads us in, as we worship, that there would be some in here that would be called to go and pray over others. Okay, you've got you've to understand, we've got to get a little bit more comfortable with the body, with the house taking care of the body. Right? And so we need to also be sensitive and comfortable to this fact that the Holy Spirit is going to ask you in the midst of being ministered to, to minister to. So, he just gave me this very clear picture that we're just going to worship. It's just going to be business as usual, but there will be some that are called out of their seat to go to someone. Because that someone did not come in carrying agape. And it's not that they came in holding anything against anyone else. It's that they just simply did not see themselves rightly this morning. They woke up and they did not see themselves as someone who was worthy to stand in the river of life this morning. As someone who who could receive this agape and then have this agape flow out of them, flow into those around them. So that's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to sing. It's a quick, I mean, we're like, man, I'm doing really good on time. Like, really good. I'm really proud of myself. Uh, I'm just saving up time for when Jay gets back. There'll be a two-hour service, so I'm just trying to build it over. It's rollover minutes, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it was a very simple word, and I, I, love these, I love these moments where I sit with the Lord I'm like, okay, this is going to go quick. What, what else do you want to do? He's like, I told you. This is what I want to do. Like, okay, well, what else, though? Because I'm a pastor, so I have to speak for a minimum of 45 seconds or 45 minutes and 30 seconds. It's like that's the standard Christian truth. It's written somewhere in a bylaw somewhere, right? But no, the Lord's like, this is what we're going to do this morning. And then we're going to go. And I love the urgency in this because I'm telling you, the Lord does not want you to live another day not believing you are worthy to see Him as He sees you and see Him correctly. He sees you as worthy of this love that He has for you. And the second, I'm telling you, the second you see yourself as worthy of this love that He has for you, you're going to carry it out and someone else will find themselves as worthy. I mean, think about that just for a second. If you really, and I'm challenging you, do you really, 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 really believe that you are worthy of the love that he has for you? Or will you leave here still receiving this love that you believe you deserve, that is subpar to what the love that God has for you? 
Because the second you receive it and you see yourself as worthy and you are no longer believing in this subpar love, but the love that you believe you deserve is the love that comes from the heart of God, someone else gets to encounter that love from the heart of God. But we first have to find it in here, in this place, in this house, before it can be found out there. It can't be found anywhere else if it's not first found here first. First found here first. It's got to first be here first. There's an emphasis on where it has to happen first. Okay? But it has to be here because we are the body. And unfortunately, as we can examine, a lot of, a lot of churches have, they don't see and they don't experience and they don't encounter this love. That's the really sad truth about a lot of what we see in the world today because there's a lot of Christians that you can really look at, a lot of leaders of churches that you can look at and you're like, man, you're missing it. And you're leading a lot of people. That can't be here. That can't be us. Right? Just like there's Jose, I've thought about this uh, with the Mexico stuff. Jose doesn't talk to any other churches. He doesn't talk to a, a single church besides this one. He doesn't look to hope for a single church besides this one. There's a reason. Because there has been something found here that has not been found elsewhere. And that's got to be the love of God. The reality of who God is. God is love and God is encountered here. And He's got to be encountered in each and one of us. So I'm going to pray. Mia's going to lead us. And then we're going to start in this ministry time. I wouldn't ask you to get up and do anything a specific, just stand and worship and as the Lord asks you to go and minister to those around you, go and minister to those around you that the body of Christ in this place would be free to move. That no one would leave not seeing themselves as worthy of the love of God that He has formed this morning. Amen? Amen? So Lord, we just thank You. We thank You for the reality of this love that we do not understand, that we cannot create, that we cannot fully fathom this love of God that is waiting for us anew each and every day. It is ours to claim. It is ours to receive. But I pray that we would no longer, those of us in here that are carrying any kind of standard of love that is below this agape, uncomprehendable love, I pray we would no longer carry that. But we would see ourselves as worthy of the love that you have poured out on us. The love that would send your son to the cross. The love that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have for us each and every day, new each and every day. I pray that we would see ourselves as worthy of it. We would stand in it in fullness. We cannot give away what we do not have. And I pray that this house would have all that you would have us take possession of. That we would carry, that we would operate in the fullness of all that you have for us. Because there is a world that is dependent on us receiving it in here, but not just receiving it in here, but encountering it in one another in here first. So Lord, we just pray for this time. We just pray for this ministry time as you would, as you... 
would guide and direct us. We pray that you would just reveal to us those that need this prayer in the body of Christ in this place would move in freedom to pray over those that need it. To lead those in this process of, of finding themselves as those called worthy. There is not a person in here who is not worthy of all of the kingdom of heaven. The Lamb of God was laid down, was sacrificed on the altar for everyone here and everyone out there. There is not a one that has been or will ever ever be on this earth that the blood of Jesus was not for. So I pray that we would receive that in here, that we would find ourselves worthy of this love, that we could take possession of it, that we could then go give away what we now have. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.